I'm Olivia. I'm Josh. I'm Jay. And this is our Music Oddcast. And today we're going to be discussing the song Frances Farmer Will Have Her Revenge on Seattle by Nirvana. Well, specifically Kurt Cobain. Who? Never heard <laughs> I know, of him. right? We've never talked about him before. Yeah. They were pretty big. They were, they were pretty good, I think, at one point. Yeah, I think a few people might, might have heard of the band, might have heard a couple of their songs. Yeah. They're only like the biggest band of the 90s. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Famous guy. He committed suicide. Right. Quotation marks. Yeah, that's, in, that's yeah. in air quotes. Yeah, I think I recall something about that. <laughs> he knew a guy <laughs> named El Duce. Yeah. <laughs> the reason the last time I had to ask if that was right is because like Il Duce is like Mussolini. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yes. I El Duce is the dude Il from Duce. the Dementors or whatever that claims some guy named Alan killed, yeah. <laughs> killed Kurt oh, Cobain. Okay. Yeah. But Il Duce is like Mussolini. He is a, I think it's Mussolini. or It's either Mussolini or... Um, who was the spat? No, it would be L. I'm pretty sure it's Mussolini. I was okay. trying to think of, was Franco the Spanish dictator? But Il versus L, I believe it, that's Italian. Yeah. Anyway, I just, that, <laughs> I can't stress enough how many times my old roommate and I have watched the clip of El <laughs> Duce scene from that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, where, we watched that. That's where good. he's like, one, you, have you ever noticed... I know you guys covered it, and it's a shame I wasn't here because yeah. there's a woman screaming in the background throughout like a good bit of when he's outside holding a fly swatter like next yeah. to the fence. No one, there's no reason he has that fly swatter. Yeah, and then everything he says is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. He, and then he claims that she offered him, Courtney offered him fifty thousand dollars, and he's just like, I just didn't think she was serious. Like we've watched it so many times. Yeah, my old roommate was like obsessed with that guy. They interview another guy too, who they think killed El Duce, right? I might be misremembering this, but they, they talked to a guy who El- they think like assisted in killing him. Oh, this might uh, who assisted in killing who? Kurt? El Duce. Uh, oh, I no, think it might have been. It might have been. This might be a different. You might be confusing to. I might be confusing because um, I thought it. I thought they thought maybe he was running from someone or he was being chased and then that's how he got hit by the, the train. They, if, if I recall correctly, the movie I'm talking about, which I can't remember the name of. I think but it's, it's called that, like Kurt and Courtney. Yeah, that British guy. The, the, he's like yeah. the most awful, like pretentious British prick you've ever <laughs> seen in your entire life is making this documentary film. And I don't remember them covering his death other than saying that like, it was because it wasn't super long after he was yeah. in. It was, it was oh, within it was, months yeah. that he died from the train. And I just like that dying of misadventure is an actual like <laughs> diagnosis isn't the right word. I don't know what do you call yeah. it when the cause of death. It's like I classification. Yeah. yeah, classification. Yeah. That's better. Look, words. All right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but it might be the guy that they thought killed Kurt. I don't remember because it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, it's but, been a while. It's been a while for me too. But that, I think it is. The, I think you're right, though. We like, only like used to watch Kurt. that scene from it. Like, in fact, yeah. there might have been a clip on YouTube that was like only his part oh, of it that, that we would watch. Yeah. Because um, the other thing we were fascinated by, everybody, take time, especially if you're driving right now. <laughs> Google what El Duce looked like because he was 36 or 37 when he died, and he looks like a 55 year old guy who looks bad for being. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. like I can't. I, I hey, that's the lifestyle, the man. Thing, yeah, yeah, but I, oh, I used to drink a lot. I don't look yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys had this. Like in on East Coast, but people around here they say like, "Oh, it looks like they were ridden hard and put away wet." About someone that looks like uh, bad. That's not yeah. a common. That's you yeah. would know what it is, but yeah. it's not a common. Maybe it's a Midwest thing. It probably yeah. is. I'm trying to think of what they would. I do. It's like here's the thing. They're talking about farm animals and yeah, we well, yeah. Not that there's well, no farm. Also, I feel like people on the East Coast are just more direct and be like, "He looks like shit." That's yeah. what they, that's what there'd be no euphemism. <laughs> yeah. It's just like you look terrible. You're gonna die soon. It wouldn't and be then a they joke. Point and laugh yeah. at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's. Sadly, probably the way it'd be handled. Yeah. So if anyone you know doesn't know who Frances Farmer is, she was an actress in the mid-30s. Very famous actress. She was mostly in 
like I guess what would be considered B movies, but she was still well known, and a lot of what she was known for was some of her like erratic behavior and just being outspoken and maybe not doing the right thing. Like she pretty much said what she thought and didn't worry about who it pissed off, which wasn't very common at the time for women, especially famous women, because you know they were told very specifically how they had to act and look and and yeah, behave. Donna Reed and yeah, and she that. that was not her. <laughs> There's no way to say this without making it sound demeaning, and I don't at all, but she was, like, she slept with who she wanted to and didn't worry about that, and that was another thing that, you know, people kind of looked down on her for. She was ahead of her time. Which, who cares? Like, it's her business. I was just going to say, basically, if (laughs) she existed now, she'd be fine. Yeah, she'd be great. But she existed in the 30s and before and slightly after. Before women's lib, I guess. Yeah, and unfortunately... You know, she had a studio contract, and what happened was like she pissed the wrong people off and she didn't play the games that they wanted her to. And that played a part in, you know, what we're going to talk about what happened to her because these people, you know, at that time, and they, I mean, it's still evident that they do, but they had so much power they could. You know, oh. literally, like ruin people. I mean, like I said, it still I, happens. But yeah, exactly. is, is it much different? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. L- look at look at the Harvey Weinstein thing. Yeah. Now imagine that same guy operating when it was so much harder to prove anything happened. I know. And it was right. also super easy to buy cops off or oh, just yeah. have people killed. Right. Like, yeah. And no one would know or care. Like. That's the kind. It's like it's like basically like today. If you pissed off like a mob boss, it yeah, kind of the equivalent. Seriously, actually, possibly worse because I think mob bosses would have a harder time getting rid of you today than they than a studio exec would have back then. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, but she was born in 1931, and she had a difficult childhood. Her parents separated when she was four years old, and she had a a really difficult relationship with her mom. Her mom didn't seem to really care that much about her. At least that's what, you know, in Frances's eyes, what she thought. And she was shuffled around from different homes and they moved around a lot and she lived with other relatives. And for a while she was even kind of like given back to her dad before, you know, finally settling in Seattle around the time that she, you know, went to high school and college and became famous. She was troubled and had a really similar upbringing to Kurt Cobain because he had the same thing. His parents divorced when he was young and he, you know, didn't do well with it. And then he was tossed around from relative to relative. And sometimes his parents said that they didn't want him, which was really sad. Which is also weirdly a similar story to John Lennon, who apparently Kurt Cobain kind of idolized a bit. Yeah. And he read the biography about Francis Farmer when he was in high school and actually really shortly before like his death he left the author of because it was her autobiography but she you know she didn't completely write it herself yeah, like it was ghost written yeah heart yes and was it James Vanderbeek no that's <laughs> just my guess always we don't have time for that explanation yeah <laughs> just accept it listeners <laughs> I'll come across it and we'll we'll talk about him when he gets there but or when we get there but he you know he left this author he a rambling message that's what the guy said not too long before he died and then he you know didn't know who the guy was and didn't really care to call him back and then someone mentioned to him who Kurt Cobain was and how famous he was and then he said that the day that he had a note to himself to call him back was actually the day that his body was found that's weird which is super weird yeah, yeah. also could have been that famous of course how <laughs> old would this guy have been at that I know point I don't in the 90s yeah when like she died in the in like the seventies, like nineteen seventy or something, like real or like. Yeah, I don't know the year of her death, but she died in Indianapolis, I believe, and I think she might be buried here. Oh, she's Does buried in some place called Fisher. I think I re- oh Fisher's for okay. that, Fishers. Um, yeah, stuck out to me when I was looking over the Wikipedia page. Okay, um, you've been in Fisher's before. I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're just gonna not elaborate all right let's keep going with the story okay so Frances was (laughs) she was a writer you know much like her also she journaled she had an essay that she wrote in high school titled God is Dead which was about capitalism and atheism 
and won a national contest. And then she won her senior year of college. She also won another contest and took a trip to Russia. And she had already studied theater in college, but she, while she was there, she really fell in love with, you know, stage theater and wanted to pursue that when she got back home. But unfortunately, because she wanted to do more like the whole Broadway thing, but she didn't have any money. So she had to sign a contract with the studio and put out movies. I think it was a seven-year contract at first. And just she just had trouble with sticking to what they wanted her to do. I don't know if she completely... She was in a bunch of stuff, but I don't know if she fulfilled that contract completely. They got her addicted to amphetamines pretty early on because that's what a lot of women that's took at the time. They did. Yeah, yeah the they 50s. wanted them to stay thin and <laughs> yeah. active. Barbiturates at night, like uppers in the morning. Yeah, I mean... what it was. I mean, even before that, think about Judy Garland when she was... A yeah, teenager. Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> Possibly even a child. I don't know how far back, you know, or how early they started her on that stuff. But. Oh, I think pretty early. Yeah. Like, I th- I, I can't be 100% sure because I'm basically making this up, but I think by the time Wizard of Oz came around, she was already, like, on her way to... Yeah. Gone. ...having a lot of problems. And this sort of led her to, Francis, to also um, become addicted to alcohol, so she was, you know, drinking and taking pills, which isn't always a good combination. And Pounding then, the liver hard. Yeah, true. And then on October 19th, 1942, Frances was pulled over for driving in a blackout zone because of the, the war with her brights on and possibly without a license, but that's never been confirmed. It seems like some stories say Wait, that she didn't have a license. to drive then? <laughs> yeah. That was a half serious question. Yeah. <laughs> what year was it? <clears throat> a lot of women didn't drive. I know both my grand my both my grandmothers did not drive in their lifetime. Oh, you know, I have I have a, uh, another friend whose grandmother uh, never drove. She drove well, according to her. She drove once and she wasn't good at it, and her husband <laughs> yeah. never let her try to drive again. Yeah, that's, that's the story she told me. Yeah. My grandma, my, ugh, I can't talk. Grandmother didn't drive while my grandpa was still alive, but then afterwards she had to, and not for long. I could do that where I never drive anywhere. I don't really like to. I don't think it has anything to be anything to do with being a woman, but I just don't really like to yeah. drive. Well, I was just pointing out that it wasn't wouldn't be weird in the fifties or sixties right. to or well, then, to not drive. Yeah, and that was even or not have a license. I guess was what I was getting at. Yeah, the police officers that pulled her over also suspected that she was drunk, and they claimed that she was verbally abusive. They jailed her overnight and fined her um, five hundred dollars. Her vehicle was impounded and her license was suspended. But also, pretty harsh. What is verbally abusive towards a cop in 1943 from a woman constitute? Right. You pigs. Probably not even. I know that. she was probably. They, she, she probably she, didn't call him sir or something. It, it could have been as little as they asked her for her license and registration, and she was just like, "No, why? Like, yeah, why? Why? Or whatever. <laughs> it doesn't like. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And she probably was drunk, but also. Or at least why I, I'm surprised that that's even mentioned. Yeah, because back then, like driving drunk was Wasn't just really like how you got deal. home from a bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it was or like a dinner party. I have I have another friend whose grand one of his grandfathers. They used to joke about how many times he got like pulled over by the cops because he was swerving all over the road. And you know what the cops would do? They'd be like, oh, you've had too much to drink. You get home safe. Or they follow him home. Yeah. Like, they would, like yeah. drink, drunk driving was not a thing. It's not. No. Like, yeah. So it's weird that they even mention it. And I think they only mention it because she was a woman. Yeah. Like, and the legal limit back in the day used to be much higher. Now it's 0.08. It used to be like 0.16 or Yeah, or it used something. to be like most people would or, be passed out. How yeah. did they test... You know, I don't back even then. know if I they know could. If they, they? Had the, they probably I mean, they had the field they test. But did they even have a field test? See, I don't know when any of that stuff was invented. Right, because like, yeah, I don't either. Forties, eyeballed it. Hey, you're good, <laughs> dude. Forties and you really close and early. I'm pretty sure if you didn't crash your car, <laughs> right. and even if you did, if you didn't crash it too bad and didn't hit another car or a human, they yeah. let you go. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I just think it's weird that they, that that's even in there. Like, right. <laughs> dickhead cops. We've all dealt with them. Yeah. 
1942, oh, in November 1942, she was also charged with drunk and disorderly conduct in Mexico and was forced to return to the U.S. That seems even harder to do. I know. I I thought the same thing. Um, like I don't. But, I think it was Mexico City, so it wasn't like Tijuana or anything. But it's like, did she steal one of the donkeys? Like, right. how do you even know? <laughs> I know they didn't explain what you know she was doing at the time. But also strange. I just noted because I thought it was weird. But while she was gone, her mom and sister in law they took all of her belongings and actually cleared out her home. And someone else was living in it when she got back, which is very strange. Sublet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, was is that what it was? Or were they like trying to sell her house out from out from That's kind of what I thought, but it, but I don't know. Either way, it's a strange move. But yeah. one of them is a lot more nefarious than the other. Subletting yeah. someone's house out without talking to them first, but with the idea that like you think they're going to be somewhere else for a while, and then you think you can get rid of the person before they come back is one thing. But trying to sell their house right. while they're gone is like much. And much I don't know if worse. she owned the place or if she was just renting it. There's uh, books she, about her yeah, which could I women haven't own read. Property? <laughs> <laughs> Jay, come on, Jay. Um, <laughs> We're talking the forties, but point, you'll I guess, notice. So, I guess yeah. I wanted to mention that also because you notice these two kind of coming back up in the story. I mean, her mom just sounds fucking awful from the beginning because she you know really came back into her life more once she became famous and was rich and had money kind of like Kurt's mom too but but yeah in 1943 a bench warrant was issued because Francis hadn't paid off $250 of that fine from you know driving with her lights on in the blackout zone it's a hefty fine for 1942 yeah that was 50 that's like well it was was 500 oh it was 500 which is even more that's that's a lot of money yeah yeah. someone's salary but I'm assuming I didn't look it up, but I'm assuming what a blackout zone is. <laughs> it, uh, no, no, no. Like I'm not talking like, oh, she's in the blackout zone because she's hammered. No, yeah. or like, no. But like during the war, during World War II, if they were seriously worried about you know a second Pearl Harbor, but you know on the continent, yeah, there were areas where you weren't allowed to have the lights on because they didn't want to know where the coast was. Right, easily right, is, right. Is what I'm assuming. Something along those lines. So that That's could explain well. why the fine was so high, because it's literally at that point national they're con- security. Yeah, they're considering issue. an international security yeah. issue. That so and it probably does make because because she was a woman and why and she, she pissed dr- off the cop and she pissed off a cop and why is she driving like what do you like <laughs> I. I, I feel like the judge is like, I'm so confused why you're not in a kitchen right now. <laughs> like I don't <laughs> it's so sad, even understand what we're what what's happening here. <laughs> it's uh, I'm not condoning it. I'm just that's the reality of how shit was yeah. back then. Because you know I was there. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Okay, but also at the same time. One of the hairdressers on the set that she was working on had filed an assault charge against her because she had been hit in the face with a hairbrush by Francis, and her jaw was dislocated after. Was it a female you know, hairdresser? It didn't say, didn't but say. I, I assumed it. Well, yeah, I didn't look that in that into you know who that person was that much because I didn't think it really well, mattered. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It if you sounded like it was like, a woman. I was just curious if, if and, yeah, and she did reveal. have a lot of accusations of violent outbursts. Yes, like a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt that. So she probably did, but yeah, yeah, but also it was a studio employee. Yeah, but and it's all, but also it's like if she was famous at that point. People have been doing that shit forever, too. Yeah. Just trying to pin something on a famous person to get money. So, who knows? But the thing is, she does have a lot, like a lot of accusations of violence against her. Yeah. Like Raquel Welch or something? Was she really violent? Or was that know. just dramatized on Seinfeld? Uh, I'm going to go with the second one, but I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just know that she was very, very, very foxy when she was a young woman. Yes. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, there were also allegations of Francis running down Sunset Boulevard topless and getting to getting into a bar fight. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if those were just news stories or stories like planted by the studio. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff where you know it just might not be true in with the story. On January 14th, 1943, police burst into her hotel room where she was sleeping nude. She ran into the bathroom, and they forced their way into the bathroom as well. She was angry and didn't surrender peacefully and was dragged out of the hotel nude. The studio had tipped off the press and some very unflattering photos of her, like being carried out 
practically naked. I think somebody at some point had put like a coat partially over part of her body, but those were those were published. At a hearing the following day, she was furious and embarrassed. She believed that her rights had been violated by the police. And the judge either asked her a question or made a rude comment about something about, I think, her drinking at the time or something. And she threw an inkwell at him. So she was carried out of the courtroom after being sentenced to 180 days in jail. She struggled and even injured. And by injured, I mean, this guy had a bruise afterwards. She knocked over one cop and bruised another. But um, She must have been really strong, or these cops were pussies. Like, I, Yeah, who knows? She, she was a tiny woman. Yeah, I mean, she's knocking people out. Granted, like, if someone, like, goes, like, Crazy. mental problems and goes like that kind of rage crazy. Yeah. They can be a lot stronger than you think. But a small lady taking out two cops. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> something went wildly wrong there. Yeah. Her sister-in-law jumped in and she was able to get her put into the psych ward in Los Angeles. Instead, it was connected to one of the hospitals. Instead, of going to jail, and there she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. No At the time, kidding. they just called it manic depressive. Right. Yeah. But days later, she was transferred, and this is weird. I was reading that at the suggestion of SAG, which is... The Screen Actors Guild. Yes, the Screen Actors Guild. She was taken to the Kimball Sanatorium in San Fernando Valley instead, which is weird. It's like, why and who? Like, I want to know how this happened. Like, who... Made that decision and stepped in. Or, Were they trying yeah. to help her? Were they trying to keep oh, her locked yeah. up because she was and embarrassing why did people? It even work, right? Well, I, my guess as to why it worked is, if I'm not mistaken, Los Angeles was basically built around making movies. Yeah, and the story behind why it's in Los An- why that happened in Los Angeles is actually kind of interesting. It mm-hmm. basically. It's it's a long story that I don't remember all the details of, but yeah. the moral of it is Thomas Edison was so big an asshole that people making movies in Chicago decided to get as far away from his hold on technology as possible and they wound up in California. Oh damn. Because he like he he invented the cinescope, like he owned all the patents and stuff for a lot of the real early technology and was a gigantic dickhead just in general as a person. And that's like Thomas Edison, something about how awful he was is the reason that they were like, how far can we get away from this motherfucker? (laughs) Southern California. Yes, seriously. (laughs) That's a really poor telling of that story, but it's semi-accurate. I can be pretty sure. I'm following. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, because sometimes I make stuff up, but I'm pretty sure I didn't make that up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sounds right. Yeah, why not? Yeah, at the Kimball Sanatorium, she was given insulin shock therapy for 90 days and was also diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. So this insulin shock therapy, you're given daily insulin doses, and they're gradually increased until like you reach like insulin coma. coma. Yes. <laughs> and then that? they like back the dose off a little bit cuz they're like, "Oh, we we got, yeah. you know, oh, this we went we too want. far. Whoops. <laughs> they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> they always pass out." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she was kept there for the next 9 months and then after that, she it was a weird story, but she got out and went to and I don't think it was I don't think she was supposed to get out yet, but she showed up at her sister-in-law's house. And then this whole struggle between her mother and, you know, Frances, where she kind of like the whole Britney Spears thing where her mom kind of takes control over like her well-being. So she's like her formal guardian. Yes, legally. And she was eventually committed to Western State Hospital in Washington. And she was hospitalized against her will for several years. She was, while she was there... She was given um, shots and all kinds of medication, hydrotherapy baths, which is that basically waterboarding? <laughs> well, they put <laughs> well, you. If you want to get technical, it depends yeah. on what what they do. But um, she talks specifically about being put in like ice baths. But sometimes you hear about how they put you in like really hot baths as well. But she didn't talk about that. Yeah, she just talked also about like how the ice. They used to torture people in medieval times. Yeah, <laughs> she. Yeah. Or. Um, Josh voluntarily did that for like the Wim Hof method. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, a lot of people do it for you. Don't do healing. you don't. It's not torture. You do no. what your body can handle. But you take ice baths. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, I was talking about the really hot water boiling people. Oh yeah, <laughs> just boiling people. <laughs> yeah, but also while she was there. She received electric shock treatment. Because who didn't? Yeah. She, I mean, even Dorothy's right. mental issues. Of, yeah. <laughs> speaking of Judy Garland, I mean, it's the sequel made in 1982. Yeah. In, uh, Return to Oz, where it's Feruza Balk, and she was creepy as a nine-year-old. But yeah. she gets back to Oz because of electroshock therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I still can't watch that movie without a blanket. It scarred me for life. I bet. Return I've never Oz. seen it. Oh, it's creepy as Fuck, the villainous has a hall of interchangeable heads, and there's these things called the wheelers that just creep me out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was too little to watch that movie, and it scarred me. Yeah. She was raped by orderlies and doctors. Yeah. She was gnawed on by rats, poisoned by tainted food, chained in padded cells, strapped in straitjackets. And then... There are also claims that she received a lobotomy, but that has never been proven, and her family said that that definitely didn't happen. It's unlikely. Yeah. Because she had worked after that. Yes. Well, I mean, sometimes people could still function. Sometimes they could. I mean, it just depends More on how. It changes not. your personality, though. Yeah. Most people lo- that lobotomies were performed like mostly on, it did not afterwards. go well. Yeah, like, it did not. Wait, we don't do those function, anymore. Super, like it wasn't like oh, all, I went from having all these mental issues to being a fully functional member of society. It right. went from I had all these mental issues and now I'm dead, or now I just stare at the wall and drool. Right. Yeah. But now they don't have to waste money on medication because they took a piece of my brain out. Like very few people, it actually did anything super beneficial in the long run. There are all kinds of horrible side effects. I don't think a person with a lobotomy would have been able to do like, cause she did acting stuff afterwards. Yeah. Memorizing lines and stuff. I don't think maybe it was a partial lobotomy. Didn't they, (laughs) didn't they lobotomize? I think it was Rosemary Kennedy, wasn't it? One of the Kennedys while the mom was on vacation, the dad had, um, the lobotomy performed because she was like kind of going out with guys and like acting wild. <laughs> going on dates. <laughs> well, I think it was like sneaking out with guys and it went bad. Like it went terribly wrong and she she was yeah. she was brain damaged as yeah, a result. Because it's literal it brain damage. Brain. <laughs> yeah, right. Off, they're cutting out a piece of your brain. There's no way it isn't brain damage. Yeah. So like and yeah, I don't think there's very many I don't understand how it was done any more than like ten times. Like right before they, someone's like, okay, yeah, this doesn't actually this work. This didn't work. <laughs> we can make them survive, <laughs> but that's about it. Yeah, and there was a book written where they talk about this this whole you know lobotomy story, and the guy was I think he even later admitted that he I believe that's accurate that he you know said he, he made, made that up. part yeah. up or he didn't have any proof that it actually happened. But Kurt Cobain at the time this song was written, he thought that a lobotomy had been performed on her. Yeah. So, cause he, there's even some interviews where you can find like him and Chris and Dave Grohl. I think they're on a boat and they're talking about this song and they're talking about Francis. It's a fair and, assumption that they made. I mean, right. Yeah. There's even, it's a super, for the time period, the idea that she was lobotomized, if you don't think about it or even like he probably doesn't know, he, a lot he may it. not have known that she like then returned to doing right. You can just like look up on Wikipedia. Exactly. So it's it's a it's a believable story for yeah. sure. Like that, and it's like if you heard from a friend instead. I mean, he read the book, but yeah. you know some of the stuff like you and hear also from other people, and it books. gets some of those details get lost. Right. Like you know, inherently people you trust if do. they read a book, and like sometimes they're bullshit. Yeah. Yep. I was just gonna make a joke, and I shouldn't, so I'm not. Yeah, gonna I know it. what you're gonna say. <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, (laughs) I'll be not, I'll be good. It'll alienate like half your audience. I'm going to not do it. Okay. That's probably for the best. (laughs) Have you guys ever seen the 1982 film Francis about her starring Jessica Lange? Oh man, we should have watched that. Holy shit. I I haven't, but I heard it's good. I didn't know that that's what that was. Cause I think I've seen it a really long time ago. Jessica Lange, it's, Super mm-hmm. famous, so yeah. It's also kind of funny because she is in season two of American Horror Story, where they're at you know it's called Asylum, where they're at one of these facilities, and you know she actually is helping 
you know, treat these people terribly. I don't know. It's just kind of funny, ironic, I guess. But well, I think occasionally that stuff like that is taken in consideration. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, do either of you ever watch the American version of Shameless? I I haven't. Okay. I've seen some of the DK I, version. I, I like the I I like it up to a certain point. It like. Mm-hmm. Just like with anything, if it goes on for too long and eventually they just run out of ideas and it doesn't, and and now it's kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to watch if there's another season. Yeah. And because I've kind of been feeling that way for a few seasons, but point is they're, they're, you know, a messed up family they're low income dads an alcoholic and drug addict. And the kids are all fucked up trying to figure out how to raise themselves basically. But the mom who is in and out. She's not like a regular character on the show. She's not on it all the time. But when she does appear, it's Chloe Webb mm-hmm. who played Nancy in Sid and Nancy. And oh, okay. They have like they have a very that kind of relationship. Um what's it William H. Macy's character and her it's like and a I'm toxic like they definitely cast her on purpose. Yeah. Like because she was Nancy. Yeah. So I think that stuff happens sometimes. So Jessica Lyon could have been cast because of that. That's true. I wasn't in the Could room. be a coincidence, but I, I agree you're one hundred percent right. That happens a lot. The they, most fascinating yeah. part about American Horror Story is the fact that is created by the same people or person who created Glee. Glee. Yeah. It's so weird. And that I mean, what was can, that it has a line that they both have that kind of hokey Yeah a little bit to it. So I I get that, but yeah, I guess it's like both sides of a weird coin. Yeah. Yeah. And I've actually never seen Glee, but I know about it. And I watched we watched that show, a little bit of it, the recent one on Netflix about the actors. Do you know which one I'm talking I'm about? Trying to remember. What are you talking about? I can't remember what it's called, but it's about I think it it was either I think it was the forties or the fifties, but it's a bunch of actors and they're like trying to make it big and it had um, Oh yeah, I mean it had the same yeah. style, like under underlying style as, as yeah, where it's like cheesy yeah. and because I wouldn't necessarily say that a lot of American Horror Story is good. I watched them and I liked season two. Season one was all right too, but it's like they always kind of cross that line, which they do with the other series too. It's like you're buying some of it or you're like into it, and then they like go too far one way where it's like too cheesy or like too there, like hokey, there, like with their horror. There was a. I gave up on that show when it took place in Florida in like the 60s and there was like a circus or whatever. Oh, yeah. I think that's when we gave up too. I I can tell you the moment I gave up on it because they did something that I fucking, fucking hate, hate. I don't know how to explain how much I hate this. When they take modern music and try to put it in a time period it doesn't belong and the, what, what was... Sarah Polly, the conjoined twins or whatever, yeah. sing Criminal by Fiona Apple, and it takes place in like Jupiter, Florida in like 1963. Fuck you. No, nope, yeah. I'm out. I can't do it. I don't like when they do that Just either. like get a song from the era or write an original song. Like stop right. it. Stop doing that. It never really works right. No, it doesn't. Because like, like even if you made it really sound like it was of the time, like anybody who's heard that song before I mean, not everybody will have the same like visceral reaction yeah. that I do. Like I'm immediately like throwing <laughs> shit at the TV. Like fuck yeah. you. Like you wasted my time. I didn't know this was what I was getting into. Yeah, and I'm personally offended that yeah. you butchered like, the song. But, like there was a version of Peter Pan made with Hugh Jackman. I was gonna say that. And they was it come as you are? Yes. And I freaked the fuck out and threw something. I like legit threw something at my Understandable. television. Understandable. Yeah, <laughs> it was terrible. I think the only time I ever saw that kind of work was in Moulin Rouge because I don't think I was offended, but they kind of like I took never, pieces of songs and like put them together. Yeah, the, it wasn't. It's also it was more different. of a sp- like it's it's more that's what the movie was about. Is yeah. the spectacle of that. Whereas like this is just some freak show singing yeah. an Apple song 30 years before it was released and the Peter Pan thing it's just like that does that's even worse because it's mm-hmm. a fictional island from the past yeah from like the 1800s <laughs> 1890 and you're, yeah. and you're having like uh, like if I'm if I remember the scene correctly there's like a lot of pirates mm-hmm. singing come as you are 
And it checks off all the boxes to throw something at the TV for Jesus. Yes. All of them. Especially because <laughs> you've ruined Nirvana for me, yeah. which I love. You've ruined Peter Pan, which yes. I'm actually a pretty big fan of Peter Pan stories. And you've ruined Pirates for me. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Strike three. <laughs> oh, my God. Now I have to hunt down whoever made that movie. It was Joe Wright. Oh, that's yeah. who I have to blame? Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is, but I'm going to find out, and I'm going to write an angry worded letter. He's directed a bunch of other movies, too, like um, the remake of Pride and Prejudice with Keira Knightley, which I actually really love. And then he- uh, Jane Austen makes me sleep. <laughs> <laughs> makes me sleepy. It's, um, like, it's like Valium or like- He Damian. also That's directed thing, no, the really. episode of Black Mirror with Bryce Dallas. It's about like the social media- Okay, that was okay. Like, yeah, he, he has a I lot like of really that. good stuff. Sometimes I don't love it, but he, I think he did- Maybe he did a version of Little Women too. Maybe not. No, I don't think he did. I made that up. I think he still needs to be burnt at the stake. No, that I agree with that. Like there should be at least a fine for that movie. Yes, and the fine is you stand right here while we tie you to this wooden post. It's gonna get hot, and then you're gonna die. <laughs> Terrible. Okay, so he did um, Anna Karenina, that Hana movie. That was I thought that was pretty cool too. Oh, that movie's good. Definitely didn't do Little Women. I totally made that up. That's also probably... What do we mean by Little Women? Are they are they actually old enough oh. to be women? <laughs> like the Louisa May Alcott story. Okay. Not like... Because a couple people did it at the same time. Like Greta Gerwig, and then there was like another one that, that had so Ethan Hawke's daughter in it. Yeah. Weird. And then there was like the one made in, I think it was the 90s with Winona Ryder. It's like they read. I think that's the one I was thinking of when someone says Little Women. But Yeah, I like yeah. that one. I mean, I actually like the Sleeping Greta Gerwig Bill, one yeah. too. And the one with Ethan Hawke's daughter is probably good as well. I just. Yeah, as long as he's not in it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like Ethan Hawke sometimes. I think that he is capable of being a very good actor. But yeah. I'm also convinced that he is Troy from Reality Bites. Yes. In real life. Yes. Which is like the proto hipster douchebag that I fucking don't want to be in the same room as ever. So yeah. like what well, I get mad when he I'm not gonna not watch something because he's in it because right. he does do good work occasionally. But like I get mad when I like something that he's in because I'm like oh, I don't want to like like this. this was going to be amazing. He's in some really good stuff though. Yeah, he, he's in one of Hulk. the weirdest thought out time travel movies ever. Oh yeah, that's that a is. decent movie. What's it called? Um, I was Predestination. Just, yes. yes, I was just going to say strange. a different movie that I was like. It begins with the same letter, but it's not the right movie. Primer was what I was thinking. Oh, also that's also a cool time travel movie. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, you got it. It's predestination. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I like that vampire movie that he's in too. He's in a vampire. Yeah, he's Daybreakers in, and Willem really Dafoe's in, in it too. Yeah, he's, he's really great. good in. Uh, what's the movie where people? It's the day where people get to kill each other. Oh, um, um, Purge? The Purge. The, Purge, the original yeah. Purge movie is pretty good. I think good. the only reason that first one is as good as it is is because Ethan Hawke and Lena Headey are in it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Boyhood, or is that what that was called? Yeah. That wasn't bad. Yeah. Like, he's pretty he's good pretty in good. it. Yeah. I didn't um, love that. I didn't love it either, but it was like, again, really I good like, concept. I don't yeah. like cool when I even like anything that he's in. Mm-hmm. And what's it? Is it before sunrise? Like or yeah, those and movies, like after those movies sunset. are all pretty good. I like mm-hmm. those. I think Josh really likes those. Those movies are all pretty good. It's just my problem is he. I'm convinced that he is Troy. Yeah, and that like I just don't want to be around him. Yeah, like, fuck that guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to the story. The moral yeah. of my story was fuck even Ethan Hawke. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> I'm buying time while she finds her place. Yeah, well, it's, it's kind of, you know, we kind of changed the idea of what we were doing. Yeah. But, you know, more on, you know, relating the two, you know, Kurt Cobain and Frances Farmer. She struggled with the press, as, you know, many celebrities do, where they were putting all the stuff out there about her. And he and Courtney dealt with that a lot, too. Some of the stuff that they were doing or saying at the time that was blown out of proportion. And then that Vanity Fair article in 1992, I believe, where it's published that she was taking heroin while she was pregnant with yeah. Frances Bean. You know, and that actually, I mean, some of this led to her being, you know, temporarily taken away from the couple for a while, which 
you know, I'm not saying that that didn't deserve to happen. I don't know. I, I mean, I'd have to have more specifics. It's not really my place to say anyway, but I think that. I would say that I have a similar thing as like, I don't know what happened. Right. Yeah. I don't know enough of the details. I just know like. What I will say is that documentary montage of heck or whatever. There's some like home movies Mm -hmm. of Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love with their baby and court and Kurt Cobain looks like he's going to die yeah. because he's very obviously fucked up on heroin. And she was around that time and, too. And so like, I don't know that they should have been parents then. Right. Like, unfortunately, like, you know, it's they did have a lot of people that were hired to take care of Francis. Like she had multiple nannies, but a lot of these people were also junkies too. So yeah, because they like, were like who? Friends. Yeah, we don't know whether or not someone was actually like sober taking care of Francis. My guess is there were plenty of times that the answer to that was no. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably. No. But yeah, I mean, they were both fascinated with her story and they liked that she was kind of like this outspoken woman, which Courtney Love is also, you know, she kind of always does what she wants and says what she wants and pisses a lot of people off in the process. And she's like always in the news for something that she said. She wore one of Farmer's dresses when she married Kurt Cobain in Hawaii. And some people think that Frances Bean was named after her, but she actually wasn't. She was named after Frances McKee of the Vaselines. Oh, I actually... Thought that she was named after Francis Farmer. Yeah, I probably did at some point too. I think when the I was Vaseline's. That's a band that I've never actually listened to. I haven't either. Jesus doesn't want me for a sunbeam. Uh, I think <laughs> I have that. I had that album at some point. I can't remember if I liked it or not. I also can't remember if you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the song, yeah. you know, Francis Farmer. We'll Have Her Revenge on Seattle, was on the album In Utero, released in September of 1993. And it was recorded February 13th through the 26th in 1993 in Minnesota, actually. Just by, it's always kind of interesting to I hear where, where, where stuff is Yeah, because they have all these you know really cool, like nice studios that they go to like all well, over the place. Like, Nevermind was recorded in Sound City, which is in not, I don't think it was. It's like outside LA, of Los Angeles. Outside yeah. of LA. Yeah. Yeah, it's very strange. You always, uh, like, not you, I always think of, like, if anything's recorded, it's got to be in New York, L.A., or uh, um, Nashville if it's in the U.S., but that's not true, like, a lot. (laughs) I think this was also supposed to be a single released around the time that Kerr killed himself. That could be completely wrong about this. But I think it was supposed to be released, yeah, as a single, and there was it. Um, it eventually was later on, but much I later. I think it's like the weakest song on the album. I'm just saying that it was. <laughs> Since yeah, when did record record executives necessarily know what the best song on the album is. This is true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and the first time that it was performed live was at the Bosnian Rape Victim Benefit Show at Cow Palace in San Francisco, which I thought was kind of interesting. And there, a lot of that album kind of talks about you know, mistreatment or crimes against women. Cause they also talk about, I mean, rape me's written about yeah. um, the murder yeah. of Mia Zapata and they talk about, you know, abortion with penny royalty. Yeah. There's a lot of maternal imagery and yeah. Uh, I mean, just look at the cover. Yeah. And I mean, I know there's, you know, on montage of heck, we learn about some of the stuff that Kurt did when he was younger, you know, and specifically talking about how he had sex with a mentally handicapped woman, which he later really regretted and he made a lot of comments later and well in his journals he, where you know he talks about how much he appreciated women and thought like it was great that they you know were the future of music and yeah well he was like woke before woke was the thing i agree like, mm-hmm. he, he he's like his entire albeit short-lived career, he was always a proponent of women and homosexuals. Yeah. And, like, basically everybody that everybody's trying to prop up now, Kurt Cobain was talking about that in the 90s. Yeah. Like... You're right. Yeah, I just wasn't trying to make him seem like this perfect person that was talking about these things. I, you know, he did make mistakes, too. Like, any human being... Like, he married the woman who had him murdered. Yeah. (laughs) True. (laughs) No, you didn't just say that. I sure (laughs) did. I mean, you guys know where I stand on the subject, so I totally agree with you. 
But yeah, back to the lyrics of the song, you know, which we've been leading up to this the whole time. Um, We're still figuring this out. Yeah. <laughs> Bear with us. Yeah, I mean, every song's so different. You you can't really use a, a formula when talking about it. You can't say, like, you're going to do the same thing every episode because... You're not yeah. going to have the same information. And you're we'll not also to... have different reasons for doing different songs. Yeah. Too. Like this one has an interesting story connected to it. Mm-hmm. Um, other times it may just be like, these people released this. This <laughs> yeah. is what they released. <laughs> and all we can do is it. guess and make fun <laughs> of it. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's it starts out, it's so relieving to know that you're leaving as soon as you get paid. I don't know if that has really anything to do with Francis. I think my, so that he's that, putting himself in a lot of the lyrics, yes, either intentionally or, or maybe subconsciously. I, yeah, I think that I think that, and this actually just hit me now, is that he's it's literally the way he relates to her story. Yeah, and I, I after I said that it doesn't really relate to her, she wanted to have a Broadway career, but had to take yeah. you know the studio job so she could you know, have enough money so then she could eventually do what she wanted. And he kind of felt that way too. Like he kind of had to play the game with the music industry so he could put out Oh, his I art. don't, I think Nirvana would have broken up after In Utero whether he was alive or not. Yeah. Like very, like not too long after. I completely I, agree I with that. I think he didn't want to do it anymore. I think that letter that he started to write was really him talking about breaking up the yeah. band. That, you know, was eventually manipulated into a suicide letter. Okay, so then it says, it's so relaxing to hear what you're asking whenever you get your way. So there's a couple things here. One, it's actually, as far as I can tell, extremely rare that Kurt Cobain wrote lyrics that were like remotely linear or coherent even because one, the thing with his love of John Lennon and the fact that the first episode right. we did I am the walrus was I yeah. am the walrus. Like he had that kind of attitude towards his lyrics. And, and I believe he's literally quoted before as saying like lyrics or music comes first, lyrics are yeah. secondary. And like supposedly a lot of lyrics would be written like in the studio or like on the way to the studio. Yeah. So this is kind of an anomaly that he actually kind of chose – Uh, some sort of framework to reference a story or whatever. I also kind of think that like that first line, it's so relieving to know that you're leaving as soon as you get paid. It's just like a reference to like how everybody in those industries is just trying to fuck you. Like they don't give a shit about you. They just want to use you to get themselves rich and then they're gone. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what the next part is kind of just an extension of that. Probably. Yeah. And it's so soothing to know that you'll sue me starting to sound the same. Um, I mean, I think that could be a reference to the fact that Francis Farmer did have a lot of legal issues. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's being sarcastic. And yes. Yo, absolutely. Right. The the soothing part is sarcasm. Yeah. I miss the comfort in being sad. I don't think that's Francis Farmer anymore. Yeah. They both did struggle with depression though. Yeah. True. So it may I, probably just works for both. And and also like you never know. Kurt Cobain again, like the lyrics, it's very rare that they're linear in any way. Yeah. And he would jump topics and stuff. So it wouldn't be out of the question for him to all of a sudden the chorus has nothing to do with the verses, you know what I mean? Right, mm-hmm. right. Lyrically at least. Next it says, In her false witness, hope you're still with us to see if they float or drown. That's talking about you know, witch trials. That's right. Salem well, witch trials. That's also not the only album or no, only song on that album that he mentions that. Yeah. Cause, uh, what's the, if she floats, she is not a witch. Like we had thought. Yeah. Which is backwards from what it really was, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I wonder if he did that on purpose. Probably. Um, so like he clearly had like weird. That's also like that on once again, talking about like the, you know, horrible treatment that yeah women <laughs> had to go through. That's true. Like just for being like different, because a lot of times the people that they were accusing were like weird or didn't. You know, they weren't like part of like the right social groups or yeah. didn't go to the right churches and piss people off by saying things that they shouldn't and using a witch trial as, as a a way to kind of get rid of them. 
Well, yeah, but sometimes um, it was over like land and money too. Yeah. Well, I I will publicly accuse people of witchcraft just so I can set them on fire. You you've done it to me <laughs> five times. Yeah. This month, <laughs> Jay actually burnt. Well, he accused one of my plants of being a witch and burned it. Yes, that's also. I forgot that. It kind of was though. It was. I don't like to get rid of plants, but it, it was this evil. thing was so out of control and big, <laughs> and it just kept like growing and growing and growing and like trying to take over the house, it and it was going to gonna kill us while we were sleeping. Its name was Rita. Yeah. <laughs> it really was it named Rita. Had, it had to be stopped. <laughs> That's true, but but yeah, like using that, like comparing comparing the media <laughs> and like being lied about. And the effect that that has on your life to a witch trial, it's like, yeah, it's a pretty analogy. That's the what my brain I've been trying. I've been stalling and saying words because I was I trying know, to think here. of that word I've analogy. been really tongue tied. Yeah. Ah, I do that all the time. Yeah. I just, uh, well, we know I can't read. <laughs> English, <laughs> We've proven that. <laughs> English is my only language and I'm bad at it. <laughs> Next, our favorite patient, a display of patients, disease covered Puget Sound. Well, I mean, that's, that's just a direct reference like, to, to her being in right. those hospitals. Yeah. And I would assume that the diseased covered Puget Sound is a reference to Seattle itself. Yeah. Or, and that area. Yeah. And I think I could be wrong, but I think that's the area where they've had a bunch of like random feet like just wash appear. Up. Yeah, like wash like up. Happy feet? I think. <laughs> I didn't like see that movie. Feet in Is shoes? that what it's about? Because I'll watch it. <laughs> no, there's been like random feet that have washed up that at some point, you know, was connected to a body that oh. they just <laughs> found it? the foot of. Yeah, oh, but it's been yeah. like. Recently? Like, I think some of them I were fairly recent, rock, but yeah, look up the story because I'm not going to get facts because I don't know facts, but I that's remember what, that reading. doesn't stop me. That, well, that's what we do. Here. I <laughs> guess. Go with I it. guess. No, but I, like this, I really don't. Cause some of it I'll at least <laughs> research, but this I haven't. So, but yeah, look it up. I'm pretty sure I'm that's just a thing. lucky that I have like a really insanely good memory and just yeah. shit that I have no control over what sticks and what doesn't. But unless I say that I might've made that up, I'm, I at least think that I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times I'm pretty close. Yeah. But that's also why I used to drink so much. <laughs> Good memories are not all, often great. <laughs> that I, I could see that. Okay, she'll come back as fire to burn all the liars, leave a blanket of ash on the ground. So, you know, her Just getting a revenge, which what we talked yeah. like the title of the Reverse the Rich Trial. Yeah. Well, reverse burning at the stake. I yeah. Guess. Okay. I miss the comfort in being sad again. And then it just, it kind of repeats, you know, the first verse where it's like, it's so relieving to get what you're leaving as soon as you get paid. Yeah. It's literally. And then it repeats again. The, I, I do the that in being all sad. the time. Like, well, I can't come up with more lyrics. So I just repeat something. I it works. Used. Last song. verse, same as the first. Third I, verse, same as the first. Yeah. I, I, I try to get at least <laughs> two different verses. Yeah. And then sometimes I just do one. Sometimes I do one. Times. I've been doing that a lot recently, actually, because um, whether anybody's heard them or not, I've written so many songs over the years that I'm just out of ideas for lyrics. Like I just yeah. am like, I'm like that. Like, so if I come up with something that sounds cool, I might repeat it. I might not. I try not to, but sometimes I'm like, I don't it's know. I can't think of anything that fits. I don't like, Plus, in your own words, English is your first language, but you're bad at it. Real bad. (laughs) Real bad at it. I disagree, but I know what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But then there's, and I'm sure eventually we'll cover some where I go, oh, why am I even fucking worried? Like, this this was a hit song. Yeah. Listen, read this shit. Yeah, and I don't know if I'd say it's the weakest song on the album or not. I'd have to re-listen. It's just my opinion. Yeah, which is fine. I think it's the weakest song on the album. I like the song. It's still a good song. I would give every song on there as an A or an A plus except for this song. Mm Mm-hmm. And you give it, what, a B plus? Yeah, it's like a B and I think I'm I'd agree with that. A big fan of the Jay Riotard cover that was on. I actually the, like that better. I I hate to say that, but I like it better too. It's creepy. It feels wrong to say because you're talking about Nirvana, but I I like. It happens occasionally. Speeds it up a little bit. Else is, um, I I listen to it. The original version. Right? Yeah. Literally, it ended as I pulled into your driveway. Yeah. Uh, Cause I got, I live 15, 20 minutes away from here and I got 
very close and went, fuck, I should listen to the song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've heard it a million times before, but, but still, yeah. Right. It All I can remember was the Jay Retard version. thrown together feel to the song. Almost like they like it may have been a really good sounding demo and they may not have been sure if they were going to use it or not. And they're like, we need another song. So they use it. If I remember correctly, he wasn't happy with how it turned out and the recording and wanted to redo it. And it had actually been recorded a couple times, but the final version was recorded by Steve Albini and used. And (laughs) sorry. Um, I think it sounds really good. It's, I just, I don't think it's a great song. But yeah, he wanted to use like a maybe faster version of it. I think that that's what. Maybe that would have been. And there is like the, the, the beginnings a little like. I like the guitar part in the beginning. Though, like it's like, it just kind of starts. Yeah. Which. That's true. I do that a lot. But like, there's no, it's not like a, again, it just doesn't seem like it, it was all the way thought through when you yeah. just like listen to the, everything else. Yeah. And See, like the music was written first, I do want to say the, and then the lyrics were written afterwards. So I don't know if like the music part of it really had anything to do with her or not, but he decided to make it, you know, the lyrics were about kind of her. Maybe forced it and it just didn't. That's turn. true. Well, that's the other thing. Cause I, I, I said the thing where, like, I, I looked up quotes by Kurt Cobain Day because I was like, I was pretty sure, but wasn't a hundred percent positive about the whole music is first, lyrics mm-hmm. secondary thing. But the, a couple of the lines, like, especially the "leave a blanket of ash on the ground," like, there, yeah. it doesn't really fit. Yeah, the uh, meter of like the rest of the lyrics, and it kind of sounds forced in. Sometimes yeah. you got to pick something and go with it if you need a line. Oh, I, I yeah. completely agree. But it sounds more like this might have been one of the few times he tried to force. He tried to write a song about something, yeah. which I don't, which he didn't seem to do a lot. Right, and like he kind of forced stuff a little bit, which is why it's a B plus song and or B song instead of an A. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's still better. But he than was like, like, man, I spent a long time working on this and thinking about it so we got to put it on the exactly album, you know? yeah. Pro- probably well that and it kind of like it you know we talked about the theme of the album it, and you know he probably if, wanted to talk about yeah, her it and fits yeah so it yeah. definitely does fit yeah I uh it is interesting how uh, like just the weird similarities like mm-hmm. even like, like I was talking about the John Lennon thing how he was apparently who and this is this is from Butch Vig not oh, me, that's how they got him to double the vocals. Exactly, that's Never what I was going to bring up. He's like, that's what John Lennon would have done. Yeah, like he didn't want <laughs> Which wanna, is true. And, yeah. and unfortunately for Kurt Cobain is the fact that he did not know that they literally invented a way to do it automatically because oh, John Lennon learn. also hated doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. so, he didn't know that, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he probably he didn't know that, but Abbey Road invented a way to use tape machines to give a, to give a second vocal track a slight delay, and because of the right. playback through the tape, it would warble a little bit. It so sounded it would, like two voices. It sounded like two, se- two separate yeah. takes. Okay. Um, Oh, and they and and they literally did that because John Lennon fucking hated. Yeah, <laughs> I heard it. It was because his voice wasn't super strong. So he's like, I only got too. so many takes in me. Like you know, I don't yeah. Have well, yeah. After what they did to him with Twist and Shout, they're like, here, <laughs> just shove these pills down your throat. It doesn't matter that you sound like your throat's bleeding. Yeah. Because <laughs> do you know why you sound like that? Your throat is bleeding. But take these pills. We need to finish this. We only have the studio for another ten minutes. <laughs> like right. that's <laughs> permanent damage to his voice. Probably, dude. Twist and shout may very well have resulted in permanent damage. Yeah. Like, because yeah. if you like, if you really listen to that and you know that story, I feel like you hear it more. You're like, dude, I know he what you sounds mean. like like his throat's about yeah. to explode. Yeah, like, and a lot of these singers end up having problems with like nodules on their vocal cords and other issues because of you know overusing them so often. Like you hear about some of them that like can't talk for weeks at a time between performances. I think Celine Dion used to do that where she like wouldn't speak. It's smart if you want to save your voice. I mean, yeah. Oh, and especially if you're saving that voice. Yeah. You know, like she's right. got like, yeah, no Bob Dylan up there. Yeah. Like, pipes, you know, yeah, yeah. She can sing. Oh, Bob Dylan. Let's not go there. We can't go there. Yeah. <laughs> we can. Cause it would never end. Kind of. Jay and I can go on for hours. Just trashing Bob Dylan. <laughs> 
I like Bob Dylan. I know, but the thing is, I absolutely love Bob Dylan too. Yeah, yeah, I do too. But absolutely, I saw him live like five or six years ago, and I was sad afterwards. Yeah, same. And you should <laughs> never feel like that after you like see someone ten years perform. ago. Yeah, it was or more than that, maybe eleven, twelve. All I all I can say is uh, not a single song. Well, one, he's an asshole. Yeah, because he's like Van Morrison. Van Morrison like refuses to play old stuff. Yeah, and I'm like I. I have a thing about that. Yeah. You got famous off of those songs. You are required to dance like a monkey. If you're <laughs> rich off of a song, you have to fucking play it, in my opinion. I like, just say, like, throw some of them in. Yeah, like, you if wanna, you're promoting a new album, I get that you want to play that album, but just, like, throw I, some of them in. Close the show with Brown Eyed Girl. Exactly. Close it. <laughs> like in Moon Dance. That's true. Like, yeah. just, just like, but he won't because he's a dickhead. Yeah. Like, I just think that. That's fucking wrong. Like, just play the hits. That's how, that's what got you onto this stage to begin with. Yeah. Bob Dylan's like, Bob Dylan seems to go out of his way to play only things that were released after 1990. Yes. He played Ballad of a Thin Man, was like the only, and I wasn't sure what song he was playing. Right. Until, Some of them were like, until it was over. And like, oh, yeah. And yeah. And the only, and he, like, he's gotten real old. And when I saw him, he, like I don't know what point he stopped playing the guitar live. Yeah, because he'd only played piano when I saw him. But like he's even lost that. Like he was a uh, half beat behind the band the entire time. Like he yeah. was, like I don't even understand how the band did what they did. Yeah, because they just all played <laughs> through, and he was just going. like a little bit behind. They just got really good at just it. Kept doing going, it you know? Yeah, yeah. But like, and the but the only thing more awkward than watching uh, Bob Dylan be a half beat behind the band is watching him try to figure out what to do with his hands during the two songs in which he doesn't play an instrument. Yeah. He just... Scary. Like, he tried to sort of dance, and it was Ooh, like... Oh, that'd be weird. Oh, it was like... Worse than not moving. Just. Dude, it was like... Remember the Touch of Grey video for uh, oh, Grateful the Dead with the animatronic man. skeletons? Yeah. It was like if that were a horror movie. <laughs> but dressed in a suit. Right, put a suit, slap mm-hmm. a suit yeah. on one of those guys. And a voice that sounds like... Uh, this is my favorite description. I know. <laughs> it sounds good. like Tom Waits skull fucking Fred Flintstone because that's how he <laughs> he like everything he that's what he sounds like live. That's a dead on impression of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, I don't. What are you doing? Like. Cause my whole thing with him is, why are you ruining your legacy? You don't right. need you don't the money. What are you doing? Like he's got a disease. Just retire. He's got to be. He's yeah. got to have some kind of mental illness. Like yeah. that's just like he can't. You think family would step in at that point and just be well, like, Stop. he treated them all like big, shit. None yeah. of them give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like not not a you know, but it's just like one of those things. Like and also too big. And I think he is one of those people that also just over time surrounded himself by yes people. So yeah. like, I don't think he even understands that he's not good at this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Jay comes up with the best descriptions for singers. Yes. The Tom York one is brilliant. That's the best one I've ever heard. Oh uh, yeah. Well, did we cover it on this or no? No. Oh yeah. I, well, yeah, I think that Tom York sounds like a ghost with Alzheimer's that forgot he was singing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's perfect. Anything post like Kid A. <laughs> yeah. Like, especially as Did you have a stuff. funny description for his appearance too? Like he looked oh, like a possum, he, like oh, a bunched or something? I have two descriptions for He him. is Tilda Swinton. Yeah. He, the, the one is who beat the shit out of Tilda Swinton. Yeah. And then the other one is who maced that possum. Yes. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I also, we love Tom York. Yes. And hate Tom York. Yes. It's very, I mean. Yeah, I, I like old Radiohead. Yeah, I, I'm going to, I'll flat out say right now, I really don't like anything that I've heard that they've released in like the past 10 years. Longer than that even. Because I think I oh, started probably. to not like, I mean, before in, Rain, in Rainbows, which what year did that come out? But uh, before that, I already was, was like, like oh, 2007. I really like your, the way you're going. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, um, I unfortunately I think they're I still think they're extremely talented, but mm-hmm. I think they're another example of they take themselves just way too seriously. Yeah, and they're they're artists, and I, I like shut the fuck up and play music. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, they're kind of the antithesis of Oasis. If those two bands could have just met somewhere in the middle, mm-hmm. yeah, just with their attitudes and yeah, yeah. But also, like, 
speaking Radiohead, like the Benz is one of my favorite albums ever. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, uh, okay. Computer. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best albums ever made. Yeah. Fact. And it probably is what ruined them. Probably. Cause I, I think that's where they started to get like a little bit like, cause they did some mind blowing stuff. They started yeah. to be like, we're mind blowing. We're art. And that's artists. never good. I know. Yeah. Whenever, whenever you start thinking you're good, you're going to get bad. That, it, it seems like, you know, <laughs> like, kind of the same thing that we talked about with like TV series is like they try to top what they did before instead or like oh or they do something different or five. it to be weird. Yeah, se- yeah. Season 5 is where almost every television series that isn't a cartoon <laughs> loses me. Yeah. Almost always because that's about how many good ideas people have in them. Yeah. And then that's true. Well, then it's like downhill. they stray so much from like the original like bones of the story that they had they had to because they yeah because you or they get super repetitive yeah yeah there's two shows i used to like house when it was first on and i used to like criminal minds when it was first on and both of them did the same thing and both of them around season five yeah in house it was every time they were doing what they called a differential where they were trying to like initially diagnose whatever mystery thing eventually in every single one of those scenes they mentioned the same three drugs and the same three things always yeah it was like why are you even bothering with this scene yeah like and then in criminal minds they kept mentioning ah it was the psychopath the trifecta or something like that. They kept using this term. And I here's why I think they do that. Because they p- become so popular to a point that now they're appealing to like mass audiences. Yeah. And most people in America are fucking stupid. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they dumb down shit just so some idiot next week can go, oh, I know what that means. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. literally why I think I think that's what happens. I they, think so too. When, they're, when their market gets too big, they got to try to please everyone. And if it was a smart show, now it's dumb. And yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, and also they just run out of ideas. Yes. Yeah, I mean, house. It's how many times can they do a per- sick person? There's only so many illnesses and things that they can. Well, I mean, do. they have shows that are still doing that same thing. <laughs> like, Tons I of mean, them, how yeah. many hospital shows? Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, house was. Because they, they were always like mysterious, and, yeah. and he yeah. was sh- sh- literally Sherlock Holmes. Like even his right. name is House. He even lived on Baker Street. Yeah, and like he had an opium ad- opioid addiction. Like and he yeah. wore one of those hats with the and double his, bill. And his uh, <laughs> oh, what are those things called? I don't know. They have no, a name. Something. They're a stalker. The deer stalker. I think they're called deer stalkers. But I might be wrong. That might just be a horror movie that I now invented about a yes. serial killer. <laughs> it, well, actually, it's just hunting season for deers. Just yeah. show, deers. Deer. <laughs> deers. The English language is so dumb. First. <laughs> why, the, why is it the same word? Just be a different word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's house. It's Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. I think that's like an actual thing. Like he legitimately is based on Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. But anyway. I think we covered everything. What yeah. did we learned today? Fuck Ethan Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't learn that. We already knew that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, if you know of any songs with crazy lyrics or crazy stories behind them, send us some suggestions. Yeah, do that. Uh, tell all your friends that this to is listen. the greatest podcast you've ever heard. Yes. Um, I believe last time I was on, I suggested at gunpoint and someone was like, probably don't do that. So yeah. knife point, <laughs> needle point. Take I don't it back know a level. Nah. Take it down one notch. I didn't, it could have been a water gun. I didn't specific. I don't think I specified firearm. That's true. Well, I mean, cap gun. I think it's just a BB gun, paintball gun. There's a lot of choices. Yeah. Pick the least dangerous one, but also what you think will be the most effective. <laughs> <laughs> Way to leave it you up. You just to need to hit stop because I'm going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hitting stop right now. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>